individual foundations generally can be more flexible and, and creative uh, in what they're doing um, than government can because you don't have the accountability is to a much smaller group of people in a foundation who can make their own decisions because it is private money and not taxpayer money. Hi, I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation, and I am at Community Justice 2016 in Chicago, Illinois, where over 400 people have gathered to talk about justice reform and are sharing strategies for how they can improve the justice system. Right now, I'm sitting down with someone who participated in a breakout session that focused particularly on funding. James H. Lewis is the Senior Program Officer and Director of Research and Evaluation at the Chicago Community Trust. And James, I thought maybe you could just briefly explain to listeners what the Chicago Community Trust is. The Chicago Community Trust is the Chicago region's community foundation. And community foundations are an aggregation of different gifts from families and individuals that are made for the benefit of a specific place. And we take those uh, together, we manage those funds, and then make grants from them, just as any foundation would. It's distinctive because the, the corpus of our money does come from a lot of different families rather than a single family, like the Ford Foundation or the Rockefeller Foundation, the Gates Foundation, where it's a single family that gave. We are, we are about 800 of those combined. But we make grants like anyone else. Uh, they do need to be for projects um, that are predominantly uh, to the benefit of residents of Cook County here in Illinois. You do have, in fact, a geographic focus, Cook County, which is where Chicago is located and, and surrounding suburbs. Yeah, yeah. And most most community foundations are chartered that way, but a lot of family ones are too. Chicago has a lot of uh, a lot of just what what you would think of as conventional foundations that that have in their mission that they serve residents of Chicago or residents of a particular suburb or wherever that that family um, had value. We're here at Community Justice 2016, so the word community, I don't think is just a superficial nexus here. Community justice programs often have a geographic focus as well. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, as programs that are activated by notions of community justice and they are focusing on particular neighborhoods, does it make sense for them to look and see if there's a community trust or community foundation that might be servicing the same neighborhood? Is there a natural synchronicity there? And and might that be a a successful, potentially successful route for them to find funding? I think think they should certainly look to see that. Community foundations in different communities really vary uh, by how much discretionary giving they have. Uh, We're fortunate to have an awful lot of uh, unrestricted money that we can use for projects of our own choosing. Uh, Many community foundations are much more donor-driven, and so the donors have left instructions with the foundation on how to spend it. And in those cases, there's less room um, for creativity in what you're going to do. So while I think it's great um, for, for anybody with a project to look to their local community foundation, I certainly wouldn't limit myself to that. I would also investigate other um, other foundations of any sort um, that, that had in their mission uh, to serve that neighborhood, community, um, city, region as a priority. Basically, you're a foundation like any foundation, and that's kind of what you were saying. From, in, in yeah, from the from the grantees' point of view, from the applicants' point of view, we, we look like any other. We have we have guidelines, we have applications, um, we make grant decisions periodically through the year. Um, so we look from the outside, we we look like any other foundation. 
And so do you have any advice or suggestions for community justice initiatives? Many of them are government or court or maybe police or prosecutor-led programs. They may not necessarily be eligible to, to obtain grant money, but they may have partners, nonprofit partners that are. And they may be less familiar with reaching out to a private foundation than they are perhaps reaching out to the government or the Department of Justice to apply for grants. So are the, are, do you have any advice for them about approaching a foundation versus perhaps a government agency to obtain or apply for money? Yeah, um, I think the, the main thing to, the main difference is that individual foundations generally can be more flexible and, and creative. Uh, in what they're doing um, than government can because you don't have the accountability is to a much smaller group of people in a foundation who can make their own decisions because it is private money and not taxpayer money and so you're not they those individual foundations aren't aren't bound uh, by the same kinds of laws and rules and appropriations and budgets that that governments are Um, the decisions within the foundation about which uh, projects to make grants on aren't bound by generally a blind reading of the applications or a, a, a jury decision or those kinds of things that are typical of the way um, government RFPs are, are usually done. Um, it's much more about whether in the, the view of a program officer or an executive director of that foundation, whether um, something that's proposed makes sense to them is something they think is going to be impactful, something they think that they're the board of their director board of directors of their foundation will be proud to have their money on. So I think, I think it's a place to take. Um, my, my advice is to take your creative ideas, take the things that you don't think government will fund, take the things that might be a little risky. Um, those kinds of things are, are the things foundations do best. And it sounds like there's more of a human touch there. You're saying rather than there being a blind review process, you are more directly engaged. I mean, would you actually, would you perhaps visit a place before you give them a grant rather than just taking a paper application and making a decision based on just a blind or, you know, um, anonymized, anonymous information? Yeah, I, I think that's a really important factor for anyone trying to understand foundations, in fact, that it is that is that very much so. Um, and in, in, most instance, in most instances, for somebody you're funding, you will, in fact, meet with them. And in most instances, with most foundation, there's an opportunity to negotiate what you want to do with that program officer. And it's, it's not like with, a, with the typical government RFP where you send in the thing and it's adjudicated and you get one bite at that apple. With the, with the foundation, if you send in a proposal and a foundation program officer finds it interesting... Uh, maybe it's not exactly what they were looking for, but it's interesting. Um, they'll call you up. You can have a phone conversation. You might have a meeting. Um, you might go back and forth. Uh, you might actually negotiate what's done. They'll say, we like this part, but we don't like that. Maybe you could find another part, another funder for the, the, the component of this that we don't really do or aren't interested in. Or this has happened. I've done this many times. This is a really interesting concept. I know there's two other people that are interested in this too. If you would just bring all three of them to the table, I think we could do something. Um, if you could include this neighborhood, if you could include that school. So there's, there's a lot more room to negotiate something with the foundation. That's why, again, it's a good, good form for raising money in a creative way because you, you really can evolve it and, and, and work toward what you're, what you're trying to do. And it sounds like 
because there's a community focus in it, <clears throat> in a community foundation in particular, mm -hmm. and also in a community justice program, there's also perhaps shared knowledge about, because there's, they're both knowledgeable about the community, it sounds like that, that could be a very productive process where there's a meeting of the minds where the foundation's bringing their knowledge and concerns about the community priorities and needs, and the community justice program, which is looking at it through a justice lens, also ha is bringing knowledge, and, and it sounds like there could be a, a ca you know, catalyst uh, there. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's very true. Um, be, working in a foundation is not a, a profession where you typically where you go to school in it, get a first job in it, and then most people who are um, program officers, and particularly the senior program officers, are people who have long histories of their career working in, in that community in the fields in which they're funding. I mean, I, I myself was a professor at a, a local university. It was a commuter-type university. It was very integrated in the community before coming. Before that, I was with the Urban League here for 10 years. Um, so I, I came from a position of being very grounded in, in the types of issues that the Trust is interested in. And I think that's true of most of my colleagues across different foundations that they they had professional careers in that field before they became funders in it. And so they're, they're very grounded in, in what the issues are and who the players are and what the specific neighborhood and community needs are. And is criminal justice commonly an area of focus? I know your trust you, you described here has uh, is interested in certain criminal justice related goals like reducing recidivism and disparities, racial disparities in the justice system. Is that, are you seeing a trend there? There's a lot in the news about the criminal I, justice system. I would say so. I, I think the, the problem of, of urban violence, I guess it's been with us for a long time, but I think, I think really caught the attention of a lot of people more in the 1990s. And then the cost of incarceration across the country has become a driving force for, I, I, I think, a lot more bipartisan. I don't want to overstate it. But there is more bipartisan interest now in getting people out of jail and prisons than there would have been 10, 20, and especially you know, 30 years ago. So I, I think there's a lot more interest on the part of foundations, and they, they do it in different ways. The, in the Midwest, the Joyce Foundation um, has a, a specific gun violence um, initiative that they do. Um, MacArthur has been interested in various areas of restorative justice, the Woods Fund here in Chicago, restorative justice. We've been um, engaged in, in violence reduction and equity issues. So different foundations have their own twist on it. But I, I would say in general there has been increased interest. I think it's a... I think it's a fairly fertile field right now. So if you were to give justice practitioners interested in, in finding out about trusts that are community-focused or just any kind of foundation uh, and applying and succeeding with their application, do you have, are there some bullet points you could share about you know, what they should keep in mind? Yeah, well, I, I think it does because there is so much variation across foundations. There isn't any single way to know what, what one wants or how how they're taking applications. There really isn't any substitute for getting on the internet and, and checking out what their, um, what their individual initiatives and programs are and what the application process is. And people can send, send things in that way. I would also uh, really, really strongly support, though, taking the additional step of trying to seek out people like me 
in, in forums like this conference or in, in various kinds of neighborhood settings. A lot of us are going to those kinds of meetings and, and we're on different commissions and task forces and committees of, of local government or, or community development, all those kinds of things. And find those find those those program officers and talk to them about what you're doing and see what and equally important find out what they are interested in um, because it, it it's partly about what you want as as someone creating a program but it's also about what what that program officer needs to take back to their board and so you want to want to just enter into that that conversation with them the best way you can so I suppose it also helps to have an elevator pitch a short concise description of what they're doing but one that sounds like you're saying is customized to the particular foundation or program officer that they're speaking to. Yeah, it's, it's certainly certainly helpful to be, be clear in that way. Um, on the other hand, I, I will give the other hand, that if you're, you're at some conference, you find yourself sitting there at lunch, you're right sitting next, you find yourself sitting next to a program officer or a foundation that you think might be able to help you, that, pers- that program officer does not like to be pitched there at that table with seven people sitting around um, where... The, it's just not a good place. Um, so that's the place to just get to know the person, like you would build. Just start the relationship building. Don't pitch your idea unless it comes up in the conversation naturally. Um, but just treat it as a relationship building opportunity, not as not as a sales opportunity. Because um, partly you don't want to. Partly it's it's hard for the foundation person to negotiate something like that in front of others, um, and partly because they, they they may not be able to. To, to tell you exactly what they're thinking about it when, when there are others around, when they, the honesty is important in that negotiation. So, and they want to eat lunch. So it's good to be... You mean they're human beings? Yes. <laughs> so that's a good thing to make friends, but not, not necessarily the moment to make the actual pitch. All right, excellent advice. Thank you so much. I have been speaking with James Lewis, Senior Program Officer and the Director of Research and Evaluation at the Chicago Community Trust. He has been a panelist here at Community Justice 2016. You can find out more about what has gone on here at the conference and listen to other interviews of other participants and attendees on our website, www.courtinnovation.org. I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation. Thanks very much for listening.